Hello everyone, welcome to the host of Heath Keeper. I'm your host, Nick the Dick. And I'm your host, Jaden Cron. And this week, we're not talking about this. <laughs> or this. this. Or even this. We're talking about the fundamentalist. Fundamentalist. The reluctant fundamentalist. The reluctant fundamentalist. Yes, yeah, sorry, I forgot the reluctant Idiot. Part, which is crucial. Stinky. Starring Riz Ahmed, Kate Hell Hudson. Yeah. Uh, there's another guy with a name whose name I can't remember, but he's in things. Kiefer Sutherland. And then Kiefer Sutherland, too. Lee Schreiber. Lee, yeah, whatever his you, name is. You may remember him from such roles as Ray Donovan. Yeah. That's it. He was he voiced Kingpin in Spider Verse. He was Ray Donovan. Yeah. But Kiefer's in this too, as we said. Yes. Directed by oh, what's her name again? Like Mira. Mira Nair. Mira Nair, and she's done lots of movies. Oh. She's done movies. Zach. She's covered movies, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So. What's the movie about? Oh, you bastard. Okay, so gotcha. The Reluctant Fundamentalist. Uh, it's about a young Pakistani man, played by Riz Ahmed, named, uh, named Chungus. Uh, I can't remember his name. Chungus Khan. Khan, that's the one. It's like Genghis Khan, according to the trivia. Um, so he uh he moves to um, new york uh he goes to school he becomes a financial guy um valuation then, yeah That's he works for Kiefer sutherland mm-hmm. and then he starts dating kate hudson mm-hmm. and then 9-11 happens and <laughs> things are bad and then eventually he quits his job goes back to pakistan and all this is being told it's uh it's framed around so leave schreiber is a well first he's like a quote-unquote a journalist but turns out he's like working with the cia um they're in like a cafe in pakistan uh and there's an american that's been kidnapped and they think uh chungas might have had something to do with it or might know where he is turns out he didn't what crazy um yeah mm. and then the movie's kind of over yeah after they figure stuff out what did we think of the reluctant fundamentalist i'm conflicted about this movie zach because on one hand i wasn't involved in the characters at all i wasn't involved in the story you know i i didn't really know what it was trying to say Mm-hmm. But I was entertained. I was like, yeah, pretty entertained. Even though, like, I I will still say it's too long. But I was still just mm-hmm. somehow like, I was just into it. Even though I was like, when I th- thought about it for two seconds, I'd be like, wait, I don't. Why am I here? I don't really care about this. But also, yeah. you know, like Rizal Med's doing good. The, I That's think, the thing. Like Rizal Med's good. Um, Kiefer's pretty good. I mean, Kiefer, he's doing his thing. The this movie looks pretty beautiful at some points yeah they you know they sh- they film in the middle east but they don't you know they don't have the middle east filter on which is nice yeah it's more of a just so a general see. more of a general ooh it's the early 2010s ooh let's make things look just the slightest bit washed out <laughs> got 
It's, but America I looks mean, like that too, and and it actually makes America end up looking worse, in my opinion. The American scenes. Yeah. I, I mean, this is made. This is a nitpick, um, just because of my age, I think maybe. But like, whenever I see things that are set in the two thousands, mm. and especially with if it has a twenty tens like digital camera looking at it. It, it, I don't know what it is. I don't know enough about about movies to tell you what this is, but it just doesn't look like the two thousands when it's like glassy like this. I it's like I can see what you mean. It's kind of it's it's too clean. Yeah. It, it's digital, but not like you know digital like not like gross digital. Yeah. Anyways, but speaking on that that point, now the, the natural point to bring it up: cameras and nitpicking. In this film. Uh, Kate Hudson uses a Canon EOS 5D yeah. in the year 2001. Ooh. That camera did not come out until the year 2005. So this is actually a terrible movie, and I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I liked it. It was good. But, yeah, like, this was this was genuinely a good film, which, yeah, like, like, is wild what? on this podcast. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he's, like... Riz Ahmed, he really carries this. He, uh, his performance is, it's great. You know, he's he's the guy showing this character that's you know trying to figure out what the hell he wants in life, and you know trying to deal with the, you know, does he want this quote unquote American dream, or does he want to actually make a life for himself outside of that, and also dealing with being. Um, being from Pakistan and living in America after 9-11. It's very... He does a very good job portraying that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think... It's funny you said I enjoyed this movie, but I'm going to continue to to critique it. I don't know about you, but for me, the the framing device slash kind of dual story structure did nothing Mm. for me. Yeah, it shouldn't have been like that. Like, because... Honestly... Every time it would cut back to Pakistan, I'd be like, wait, on one hand, oh, cool. You know, I'm, I'm interested in some of the tension here, but I can't remember why mm-hmm. it's tense. Like what? And it just, the movie's like, oh, yeah, because nothing can really happen here outside of, oh, by the end, like, oh, the Xville team's coming. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> because the, the, at the end, we find out that, you know, we, I mean, we already knew, but like, it, he had nothing to do with what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So there's no actual connection between the story that Chungus is telling and why he's having this conversation. So there's no real connection narratively. Yeah. So this... it just kind of doesn't work. But you also need this framing <laughs> to have any compelling, like, through way. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's adapted from a book. So I'm willing to bet it's just one of those adaptation problems where they weren't sure they didn't want to cut too much yeah. from the book. You know, it's it's not going to be perfect enough for the the those people out there, the the brain dead masses that think, you know, the more alike an adaptation is, the better mm-hmm. it is. Is it's the people not, who want will not set up to be the book. people, but also. It just doesn't. I don't think it, it. I don't think it cuts enough, and that's certainly evident in its, you know, two hour <laughs> and ten yes. minute long runtime. As we have stated before, if you're you sh- you should need special permission to make a movie longer than two hours. Yeah, like I watched. Although I will say it is two hours and then ten minutes of credits. Yeah, actually, that that is very, <laughs> very true. I was surprised at that. You know, like um, but 
sorry, speaking of movies that have special permission, last night my roommate and I watched There Will Be Blood. That <laughs> that's a long movie. That is the full two and a half hours, and I that's a movie that 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 really does earn it. But this one just, you know, a lot of the relationship scenes mm-hmm. feel pat. Kate Hudson, I just don't even really know. She didn't add that much to the movie for me. Yeah, there's not enough substance with that subplot. So the whole subplot is he meets this photographer, um, and she's also the nephew of Kiefer. uh, Niece. Niece, not of Kiefer. She's not Kiefer's niece. She's uh, the boss of of the company. Um, Right, yeah. She's she's related to the head of the company. Uh, She's uh, grieving her boyfriend, Mm -hmm. and... The whole plot line with her is she does this art installation about her Pakistani boyfriend, and it really does not gel with uh, Chungus because it's super crazy. Um, yeah. And then they break up. Yeah. And that's kind of... And it's, it doesn't really... And most of why they break up is just because she's uh, she's just like, oh, I can't get over my last boyfriend. Yeah. Which is that's not fine, really, but it's not compelling with the rest no, of the film. It's not really like thematically like anything relevant. No, yeah. I mean, it's kind of part of like this, you know, American dream. You know, he's got an American girlfriend, but like beyond that, yeah. And like, I get it's from a book, so it's based on someone's life, but still, you know, you're adapting it. You gotta, you gotta pick. You know what gets cut, because I'm sure that there, that that was not how it well, happened. Yeah, absolutely. In real life, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Or in the book, like, you yeah. Know, like, again, it's just. Uh, anyways. Yeah. What'd you? Uh, do we want to talk about uh, Kiefer in this movie? Or Ooh, let's talk about some Kiefer. He's good this in this. Like, yeah, this is like a mix of this is there was like a small window of time after 24 and before designated survivor where he was like this like he was typecast as like hard ass he's like professor yeah or like businessman yeah like movies we can see uh, movies we've seen where he fits that are like melancholia or yeah oh god what was Uh, the uh other one well flat i would argue flatliners flatliners remake yeah yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um by where is Kira he's gone more to mm, yeah, working yeah. class, but still like yeah, those those two movies this kind of joins Flatliners remake and Melancholia where Kiefer's just all of a sudden and it, it does kinda of make me sad where it's like, huh, we could have got like I don't know, Professor Kiefer movies. Yeah, we could have like, gotten a few more of these out. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like I think it's a big thing. It's just the glasses. Like he puts yes. on the glasses, he, he puts... can go Jack Bauer, but he can also be like, I'm a classy businessman, and I don't. I'm all about brass tacks and numbers. That's it. Brass tacks and wax backs. You know it, baby. <laughs> wow, an amazing Keeper Sutherland impression from Zach Lydia. That's you know I've been working on it this whole time. Yeah. 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 He still does, and he goes. He goes. Jack Bauer. And he's like, "Damn it, you can't quit on me. I made you what you are." Yeah, that was awesome. Good. That was great when we got to have Angry Kiefer and just you. You have to respect my investment in you. Damn it. Ur, I 
can't believe you're leaving me. And the med's like, oh yeah? Too bad. Believe it. And then he becomes Naruto. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be Hokage. actually a Naruto movie. Not actually, a lot of people know it's that. It's an adaptation of Naruto. And of the hit manga. Kiefer Sutherland plays Sasuke. <laughs> um, yeah. Jaden, can I just say? Yeah. It, that would be the great if we if I ever had money to make movies, it would be that I would make that. <laughs> great. Everyone else would be uh, aged appropriately, but Kiefer would be Sasuke. <laughs> that's uh, um, that's good. Yeah, it's good. So the reluctant fundamentalist. Yeah. I, oh, other problems. <laughs> It's like at the end of the movie when he's like talking about his experience with some of the radicalized uh, elements in Pakistan and he's just like, ah, but then he used that word. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, it's all about our book fundamentally claims that, you know, the Quran fundamentally claims blah, 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 blah. And he's like, hmm, I will buy into these fundamentalist lies like I did when I was in business school. No it's way. Like... It's like in um, Back to the Future when it just, like, in the second one, it's just like, oh, if you just say the word chicken, Marty McFly just goes sicko mode. It's like... Yeah. It's kind of a dumb thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of the... A lot of flashback stuff just... It's like, uh, I, I wish this was just one coherent... Yeah. I wish this was just this dude's life. And I didn't like have I, to be worrying about which time I'm in. Or, and it does make sense. I, but. Yeah, I will say, also, I will say, um, like that another huge problem I had with this was just trying to keep, like, it felt like there were huge chunks of time passing when then it would be revealed, like, no, this is still 2001. Like, yeah. They did a bad, like, especially because if they're, cause they're setting it, you know, 2001 to 2002 when they're in New York, that's kind of a big deal. Um, it's important to know context of, like, is this. A month after 9-11? Is this two months after 9-11? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, don't just keep me wondering, especially if you're going to be, you know, putting things like a Canon 5D <laughs> in the shot and showing me the logo. Uh-huh. Bastards. Bastards. Unforgi- unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah, I think the... I'm not sure whether it's a bad thing or a good thing that the movie didn't lean as hard into the 9-11 stuff as I thought it was yeah. going to. Well, I think it is. It, it, it does serve to recognize that this is not an American filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is someone, like, born in India. Like, so there's it's a different... Uh-huh. Which I think is, I mean, if this story was uh, written, adapted by an American studio, I think that would have been... Bad. That would have been bad. Poorly. One hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's cool because the the movie is kind of dedicated to, um, the the director dedicated it to her to her dad, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Anyways, because he's from. She's. It said that he was like a true Lahore soul. Yeah. Or anyway, which is where character of Chungus is from. Yeah, in Pakistan. Pakistan. Uh, but I think yeah, I think the framing of it as being like this conversation, I don't, I think that's really the only way to have made this a cohesive narrative. I just yeah wish there was a better way. Uh huh, hundred percent yeah. So is it a kefir? I'm gonna yes, 
Yeah. Yes, 100. This one. is like, I would say, like, one of the best ones we've seen in yeah. a very long time. Yeah, like, uh, go watch this. Even though it's messy and, yeah, like, certainly flawed, there's so, there's like actual talent here. There, yeah. There's like actual talent, and it, it, it kept me engaged for pretty much the whole movie. So now we're moving on to taglines. When one day changes the world forever. So definitely leaning into the 9-11 thing. Yeah. Terror has two faces. (laughs) Nope. Nope. What is that? does not. That's nothing. What are you talking about? What? Are we talking Harvey Dent? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, now we're moving on to reviews from Amazon.com. All right. And .ca. Three-star review from the United Kingdom comes to us. <laughs> what I'm doing? Oh man, I'm so tired, and my, my my voices are way out of it. I don't care. Do it. This one comes to us from WL. <laughs> Great acting cast. Great book. Acceptable film. Great acting cast. Great book. I don't know. No, sorry, I've lost. I I cannot stay interested in that one. That's fine. Uh, the storyline, however, has been changed from the original, which was all about the gray areas between our assumptions. The acting is top-notch, as you would expect from the cast, although I would say that Kate Hudson was completely wrong for the female role. Britt Marling would have been better. My issue was that in a story that's all about our suspicions and intuition, this has been Horribly Americanized, very dumbed down with mm-hmm. guns, black ops teams, and CIA versus terrorist plots taking over the grace and subtlety of the book. Still good film, but we but be warned. Yeah. yeah. Gotta be warned. Gotta be be warned. Gotta be rooting. Be tooting. But my God, be shooting. Be kind. There's not that many this funny one comes ones. comes to us from oh. Ian Hoey. Uh, okay. Five stars. Repeat in the United Kingdom 2015. Brilliant. Thanks. <laughs> well, we got one from Nico Demo for uh, five star reviews. Or five star review. Uh, five stars. He reviewed in the United States on August 6, 2014. A soul-searching film. Huh. Interesting. And then we got one from Fadi, uh, another five-star review. Uh, five stars, reviewed in the United States on February 2nd, 2016. Best, best, best must-watch. <laughs> well, there you go. It's best, best, best. Best, best, best. This one comes to us from uh, Chetan Apal from India. Five stars. Oh. Enjoyed it, absolutely. Very well-made movie. I enjoyed it. Absolutely. That's why I purchased it. Ah. Thanks. That is why he purchased it. Okay, this one comes to us from Joel from the United Kingdom. Joel! Uh, three stars. The title of the review is Three Stars. Okay. A tad disappointing at times. That's it. He didn't, he didn't yeah. really... Uh... This one, this one, I just like the the name of the person who reviewed it. Uh, this a review from a senior citizen. Yeah, get this, get the voice of the seniors in here. What, what do they think? movie? 
Uh, you re- I'm not going to do a voice. I just, I realized now that you didn't want, you weren't telling me to do a voice. So I'm not going to do a voice. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, reviewed in the United States on July 25th, 2015. The film version was well acted and held my interest, but did supplement the plot of the book to a great extent. However, given the first person long monologue narrative form of the novel, it would be impossible to translate that to film without action uh, additions. This, the, the film ending lost the ambiguity of the novel's ending. What very nuanced take from a senior citizen. This one comes from Pamela Lake. One star. Not a patch on the book. United Kingdom 2014. I loved the novel and was looking forward to watching the film, but was very disappointed. It gave up after an hour. It seemed to have been filmed in that filmed in the half dark. The actors were often inaudible, and the film bore little resemblance to the book. It was very confusing. I was bored and fell asleep for a few minutes. Sorry, Pamela. That's, uh, that's tough. Not ever. There's a few just kind of racist reviews that I don't want to read. Really, I've they been are there. Managed to they're skip like over them, they're I at think. the end. They're oh, okay. the, the two ones are at the end. I'm seeing this Japanese one. Yeah. That's written in Japanese, and the only thing is some Arabic numerals, which is just nine eleven. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. It's, uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> this one comes to us from Doug Matthews. Five stars. Five stars. Excellent and quick. <laughs> Must be talking about the delivery service. Yeah, because, I mean, it is two hours long. Yeah. Gigi. Five stars. Awesome film. I wish this was played in all of the theaters. The film world didn't give it much playtime. Maybe it had to do with the current subject matter, but even still, it's an excellent film. Wow. I love the one by Ruben. um, By Dr. Ruben. Ah, Dr. Ruben. Where it just, it's, so it just says five stars. Everyone concerned with, quote, Racial equality, end quote, end quote. Hmm. Human rights, end quote, needs to see this film. Excellent movie with excellent music. Very good portrayal of racial profiling, racial discrimination, etc. Of people from, quote, developing countries, end quote. Which happens every day in the so-called, quote, developing countries. Developed countries. Oh, developed countries, sorry. The film shows... How good people become, quote, radicals when they're treated badly by, <laughs> by <laughs> Westerners <laughs> for no other reason except the color of their skin, their religion, or their language. I mean, ruins, ruins on point, but it's just funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> quote, these, unquote, racial discrimination. These so-called Westerners. <laughs> Anyway. If that really is who you are. Yeah. Oh, it does make sense. That you know, quotes around developing and developed countries. But anyways, not to start development yeah. discourse. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. I think that's for... This one, oh. you know, this one comes to us from Cheryl Ginter. Ah. And it's about the book, actually. So not, not really related, but, you know, she wrote her opinion it's on the internet Cheryl so I can read do. it. Five stars deserves to be on the Booker Man shortlist. This book is so interesting and well written 
that I read it twice. The work really makes one think about the distrust between Americans and Pakistanis. Reading it is a pleasure. Cheryl Ginter. She signs her name at the bottom. I like, I like when they do that. That's always fun. Yeah. The Cheryl original. And this is a this is a Cheryl original. Okay. <laughs> this one comes this from Mark G, and I think this is probably going to be about it for me. Okay. Uh, three stars. <laughs> Trailers a must. Budget time accordingly. I will not review the movie itself, which I enjoyed, but did not appreciate. The mandatory 15 minutes of trailers beforehand Uh. that could not be sped through or even bypassed via going directly into the menu to start the movie. I got this the day it was released here at Amazon, mailed to me, and sat down to watch this weekend, not budgeting the time required to sit there and watch until I could actually start the movie due to the manufacturer's inability to allow quick access to the menu. I see this as an IFC film, but will be looking at the packaging to make sure that I will never get another movie from those folks. Not necessarily IFC, as this has not happened with previous IFC films. Huh. You tell him. You tell Mark. him. You tell Mark. him. Alright. That's it. Yeah. That is it. We so, got the reviews, failure. So now, um, this is an episode that's being pre-recorded uh, well in advance of its release. So, uh, now is the part of the show where Zachary in the future will edit in any news that we can use. Yeah. Woo. Hello, this is Zachary, future Zachary, uh, with the news. There's not really any news this week, so instead of news, uh, I'm just going to talk about something Kiefer-related. So, uh, recently I've been watching BoJack Horseman, and there's a scene where, quote-unquote, Kiefer Sutherland is kicked out of a bar by BoJack. And he, like, makes a sound. He's like, oh, no. And it's very clearly not Kiefer Sutherland, but it's very clearly no one who even knows what Kiefer Sutherland sounds like made me mad. As as a uh, expert in Kiefer Sutherland. I was not happy. That's it. That's all I got. Just so you know, we're doing episodes bi-weekly now. Just because Dan's off for four months. So we pre-record a bunch of stuff, and then once we run out of that, I'll be doing guest episodes with other people. So that's what's happening with the podcast anyways back to the other guys who are me and Jaden. yes wow such interesting news thank you zachary what a great voice you have um i guess it's time to wrap up because this is as we mentioned pre-recorded uh, well they're all pre-recorded but well in advance so i don't know what episode's being coming out uh, being coming out next yep this is the first one we've recorded. You would think, from the sounds of it, we sound fried, like we've done like five of these already. But no, this is the first one we've done this week. Yeah, that's just where we're at. So this is where we're at, gamers. Uh, you know where else we're at? We're at the place where we're gonna thank Kaya Woo. for our fantastic podcast start. So thank you, Kaya, for that. You can find links to her other work in the description. We can also find links to Sax Rock and Roll, which is a song by Kevin McLeod that we use as our intro and outro every week. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at HGKPod and Instagram at HGKPodcast and you can leave us a review on iTunes and send us a message on send us a message on Anchor yeah um, thanks for all the reviews we have gotten they really yeah. do mean a lot to us we really do appreciate them yeah 
And if you haven't left a review yet... Come on! Mamma mia! Come on! Hey! Hey, paisanos! It's the Super Mario Brothers Super Show! Yeah. Uh, I've been your host, Zachary. <laughs> I've been your host, Jaden Cron, and this has been... He's, He's a Keeper. Earlier today, that like when I was working at home, and like there's just this guy outside being like, "Hey, asshole!" I'm in the great part of the city. <laughs>